You ready for the next Spawn record? Yeah. Okay. All right. We uh like the what's the next one? Oh, is it Gunslinger? Is gonna is gonna set uh yeah I flipped I the world read, on fire. I haven't read King Spawn yet because I'm having trouble getting into it. Because <laughs> after hearing your review, you I'm know, sorry, and not Phil. being excited. No, but I wasn't excited to begin with, right? Because it's what I was worrying about, and then flipping through it, I was like, oh, yeah, this does not look impressive. I mean, yeah, he's gonna make what a one in ten thousand variant, and if you if you order ten thousand copies, then he'll sign a few or something. Isn't that how it works? One of the shops I went into was having this uh, raffle for signed uh-huh. copies of the different books. Oh, okay, I was like, oh, that's interesting. This show is not for the easily offended, so if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. It's Indie Comic Book Noise. Very excited. Big news today. We're heading into the autumn. Summer has blown away. So we're here for our exciting new seasonal series. Joining me today are WX Kev up in the icebox. Say hi, Kev. Hello. Are uh, the seasons, as I refer to them, is um, eight months of COVID season. And then four months of less COVID season. And in the nation's capital of Ottawa, the fully fortified Otter's Bunker, the Ottawa Otter himself, Phil. Say hi, Phil. Hello. And sweating my proverbial junk off down here in Los Angeles, where it is hot and humid and no fun. Wow. It's me, Andrew the LA Rabbit. You have tuned in to a special indie comic book noise. But we have to do our normal caveats and introductions. Indie Comic Book Noise, part of the Deliberate Noise Network. Yay! What's that? You say it's a collection of podcasts and lifestyle brands that give you everything your ears need. And your eyes if you go to the website. Don't promise too much. And speaking of websites, you can get old episodes and exciting show notes and links for this very show at IndieComicBookNoise.com. And you want to know what else, Kevin? What? You can interact with the show on Twitter at IndieComicBookN. You can tweet the show if you like. The show's a little, um, what do you, how, how agitated? Not agitated. It's not agitated is good, I guess. Yeah, it can get a little, it can get a little funny, but, you know, it's a good time. As you heard at the beginning... There are some possible adult language, that sort of thing, because of the all-encompassing nature of our discussions, which is anything and everything independently comic book noise, which is just stuff that isn't exclusively big too. So yeah, I don't, I, should I disclaim your disclaimer? Okay. Like I don't, I don't think we say anything super controversial. No. I mean, we, well, I'm, I, I usually give an example here of uh, something that what may or may not represent our views like uh it may be possible to enjoy multiple things about the hobby at the same time and not get walled off into more wars about uh how to enjoy the medium well i think that's a fair sometimes i'm a little down on things but i'm trying to turn over a new leaf 
<laughs> uh, long True. recent listeners may have noticed we concluded out. I'm liking the seasonal thing, but as summer ended, I feel like a little more higher energy. So, gentlemen, are you ready for the autumnal theme to be debuted on the show? I I am. I did well, like the summer breeze. We we've entered the autumn lands. Yes. No. It's falls out, balls out, gentlemen. We're going all out, two hundred percent. Hmm. Okay then. <laughs> We're now a podcast about balls. I didn't so, quite have the wowed factor I was hoping for, but yeah. hopefully the listener at home I has feel, taken a double take. Can I suggest that you work on that title a bit? Because I feel like Summer Breeze was just, you know, the perfect radio show title. Yeah, you, uh, do you have a song for, for Autumn as well? A soundtrack? Uh, no, we, we, I don't have a one. A playlist? Yet. A Spotify playlist, maybe? I'm going to have to uh, dial up the appropriate... Well, I thought Fall might have rotating anthems. Like to okay. kind of get into it, but uh, I will take new sub- submissions if falls out, balls out. It doesn't seem to work. Uh, I suggest uh, for for Halloween maybe uh, include in there uh, "Burn the Witch." Is that uh, okay? What about? Well, we will table the discussion about <laughs> what the fall series is going to be called. But um, I, anyways, I wanted to say. That as I hinted at, I don't know if this is going to make the show or not. I did buy a whole bunch of Jive recently, and it's been flooding because of the GI Joe thing. IDW mm-hmm. is doing those oversized hardcovers. I don't know if either of you have seen them, have where not. they're collecting all the old stuff and printing them in oversized hardcovers. <laughs> How many issues per hardcover, though? Uh, they're about an inch thick. So I was able to I pick find up. They're a little cheap on on their. And this one, because I picked up six, because it was kind of on sale, but it's Mm -hmm. also now folding in the special missions book that Marvel did. Oh, yeah. Plus, there's some special features, and I just ordered seven. Plus, I picked up the Star Wars newspaper strips, volume two. Oh, cool. And then I got some uh, Kickstarter, but I'm saving that because I think Steve backed the same Kickstarter. So mm-hmm. I just got a lot of big books coming in, and I got to catch up. So it's just being flooded. Plus, as I may have hinted at last time, the books I ordered off the eBay that Slurmo alerted me to should be arriving anytime. So it's lots just, of exciting stuff showing up. It's weird when you use the word being flooded, because I thought, you know, depending upon where you were in the country, that that might take on a, a different meeting, not, not flooded by books. Oh, I guess that was that insensitive well, of me. We're going to have to edit that out now. <laughs> I'm uh, just saying, Andrew, at first thought, wasn't wasn't a lot of books coming through the door. Oh, no, for me, it's more being sweated <laughs> out, I guess, would be the, uh, the, the temperature and weather conditions. We are quite a bit south of the bad uh, wildfire season here. So that has not affected us directly. I mean, obviously it's affected us because what we're over 2 million acres burned this season and we're not even about halfway through or whatever. So yeah, this, uh, this might replace last year as the worst one, but still, you know, we're going to keep a positive outlook just because of the flooding and the fires and the heat. <laughs> And the general apocalypse nature of everything. Yeah. 
But that's why we have comic books, so we don't have to go outside, right? This is true. I believe one of our previous episode titles was Fighting Off the Apocalypse. Oh, well, maybe I'll have to come up with something equally <laughs> clever. But yeah, I feel like I'm just, I don't know. And today I also bought another volume of the Popeye newspaper strip. I think I'm getting back into the some of the newspaper strip stuff. It was never that strong, but the Star Wars I like, the Popeye, the Wonder Woman, the original... There's a few newspaper strips. You guys ever get into the newspaper strip stuff? Yeah, I, I do, and I love have some old ones. My favorite one now is uh, Scary Gary. Oh yes, I, I think you've covered ones, that but, on the show. Yeah, and then and, uh, I do like some of the old ones also, like the the Star Wars one. You got a bit. I I can't consume a lot of it. Yeah, but I'm in the same boat. I don't do a ton of it. I mean, as a kid, I liked. Far Side and Calvin and Hobbes. Mm-hmm. Those I have trouble reading nowadays, though. I, I haven't, yeah, I haven't revisited uh, any like those in any recent time, but I really, the collected editions, um, Bloom County. But I'm thinking about more stuff lately that was before my time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm old, but I wasn't reading. And I enjoyed those. that uh, when DC, remember when they did their paper ones? Oh, yeah. That was, I have the collected, the oversized yeah. giant hardcover. Of I that. still have the, on my bookcase, all the paper ones are all yellow now, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed those a lot. But yeah, I like uh, a lot of the old strips. Kevin, oh. you ever a strip guy? Not like people talk about, but I have. But I'll bring it to the show, uh for show and tell one week, like one of the newspaper inserts that would be all in color, like it was a separate thing. Like I'll, I'll read through a whole one of those. Like it's probably from um, some point in the nineties, I'm going to say. So if I remember, I'll bring one of those here yeah. and uh, do it up. Well, I, think I mean, I, I, other than that, I've read some like, like Fanta put out those uh, Prince Valiant hardcovers. Yeah, I never got into some of those adventure ones. It seems to be just characters I have a connection with. And I think I'm with you, Phil. Sometimes, because they have to kind of keep refreshing the table. <laughs> you know, the Spider-Man one. Yeah. That one. That one never... I mean, it was fun when it was in that free comic shop circular. I don't know if... <laughs> I only get those occasionally. I don't know if they still run it, but those are always kind of, that's the right way to have it. Like read like the two strips that were put in there. And that was about it at a time as opposed to trying to read all of that. But the art was always good. I mean, I get the newspaper half the week, the physical newspaper and mm-hmm. the strips are so small. You can't yeah, see anything in them. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. Nancy's still cool, right? I mean, about the only one that's readable is something like Dilbert, where there's no back, literally no backgrounds, <laughs> just like very simple figure work, easily, easy, recognizable, a couple of characters, each with different silhouettes and not a ton of dialogue. Usually it's so odd when you look at the older stuff and how much physical room they had. And you're like, yeah, you couldn't have that much dialogue in a strip now. I thought you're not supposed to like Dilbert now, uh, too. Here in Canada, they're the same size as they used to be. Oh, nice. 
Uh, it's it's not so much about the creator or the strip. It's that <laughs> his formatting is about all you can get away with now. Like it's real. Uh, there's still some single panels where you can do gags, but trying to like physically convey stuff, it's pretty tiny. Like I said, when you get the old ones, you're like, wow, look how much, how nice and roomy it is, and how much detail they can sink into it. But I've also been thinking about grabbing some Euro style books as well. You know me, boys. I'm all yeah. over the place. But yeah, this G.I. Joe thing could get expensive. It could. You know, I was also consuming various media. I don't remember if it was audio or visual or what it was. But I thought it was funny, like, at one point, maybe still, like, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like we're we're a little past that. But it was, uh, it was, it was talking about splitting like indie from alternative it's like you know the indie people are like oh get those alternative comics out of our scene type of thing and i thought that's kind of funny i mean i guess people needed to set up more secret wars between everything i'm not sure so the alternative you mean like zine style or stuff like that i guess i'm not sure right or even i was thinking of like how like um like copra like, that wouldn't fit in with your art comics or whatever. Like, those are two different scenes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like 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 a superhero indie book, like, you'd be like, some people would be like, oh, like, oh, that wouldn't be cool or whatever. No, oh, I believe me, I've been to the show down here. The, the comic arts one is very much like that. <laughs> they really, I feel a little like... People sound awful. I don't belong there whenever I used to go to that show. They can tell. They smell the superhero on you. <laughs> well, I know you're a filthy commoner. Did I tell you? I, I, I know I've told other people the story about getting the jam pieces. Like it was fine to do the the 1950s Marvel Atlas monsters. Like everyone's down with that in the indie scene. But once you get over to just doing Spider-Man, like they'll tell you <laughs> straight up, like screw Spider-Man, but like in more like colorful terms and then you're you're holding the board they're doing a like a monster thing and then you're like yeah 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 indie guy right i agree with you yeah <laughs> it's just like it always sticks in my my head like that like no filter the monsters is fine though <laughs> hey they got to keep up their indie cred kevin if they're caught right? drawing captain america they're gonna get drummed out <laughs> Uh, and there's no cosplay, and well, except for the one person. Well, I mean, funny, they, they can. You could dress up maybe like a Scott Pilgrim or something, right? Oh yeah, or or you could wear a Shadow Man shirt. Some people won't recognize what that is. Well, do you guys want to? Uh, I have a book to mention, a Kickstarter book. If mm-hmm. we're still doing Kickstarters, it's a comic strip. No, it's an oh. art book actually. Oh. A lot of people bag on social meds, Phil, because mm-hmm. they were chased off by people like Kevin. But mm-hmm. there are some good things there. I follow a lot of artists, and I got turned on to one, nice. uh, Abigail Larson. I think she's from No Europe, relation? Because this ended up getting uh, S-O-N. Got sent uh, from overseas, and she does kind of a Disney meets goth kind of 
affect to it, sort of traditional. But like a lot of slitting his wrists or something. Yeah, kind of a little bit clean, like a lot of super pale women and vampires mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, and the kind of ornate outfits. I almost called them costumes, but you know, like the kind of big dresses and all that, but with the, usually like a dark, a lot of dark colors, a little bit of pale for the skin, and then maybe like a red accent for the dress or whatever. And mm-hmm. I really liked her, and Sashi put up an art book called Crimson. And so I kickstarted it. I just got the basic. I didn't get any. I'm not Super Steve, where he always gets the fancy things with like extra commissions and original art and all that stuff. I was just happy to get it, and I really got it. It's it's kind of interesting because it's um black book with um, red cover, you know, the kind of shiny metallic cover with the name of it. And then the borders are all black on the pages themselves, which, to be honest with you, I think I get why to fit the attitude, but I kind of wish it was a brighter color, mainly because the artwork itself tends to be dark. And I think that contrast Mm. would have made it pop. But I really, I mean, I almost bought some tarot deck just because she illustrated it. I really do love her artwork. So it's just uh, Crimson by Abigail Larson. It's just an art book. So it's just page of page of her drawings. I'm just looking on my Kickstarter, that's why. Oh, sure. And, uh, yeah, I just, like I said, I found her on Twitter. I think one of those October horror drawing a day type of thing. You know those things are all over the place. Yeah, that kind of spiraled uh, out of control one year, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, they have different... People have laid claim, but I think the general idea of a themed month, I feel like it's taken over the art world in a way no other theme does. Yeah. Like, you see some Christmas stuff at Christmas, but, man, horror is really all over from about September through November, a distinctive portion, particularly around Halloween. And do you remember when I drew all those Spider-Man characters for October? That was pretty fun. (laughs) Yeah, and certainly, I know you, I thought you were going to raise the example that I know there's a lot of patriotic art in your timeline around Canada Day, Kevin. It's all (laughs) just that, but for me, it's more a question of that's the one. And then, so there are theme sketches, and then what I really enjoyed, as well as in the back, it's a lot of just the pencil sketches, so no color whatsoever, and those are on white, and it's really nice to see. Because, like I said, oh, nice cover with the black on black and everything. I can really; these are you know black pencils on white, and I feel like I can really take it in a little bit more. And some of them have different background colors. Her older stuff, in particular, sometimes went. And she did do a few uh, comic book covers here and there. Oh, that's a really cool book. Like it's the black book. Yeah. Yeah, that looks so cool. And I don't know if they have any samples of the artwork, but yeah, I just really oh, yeah. like her art. Yeah, her art. I love her art. Yeah, she did some of the Penny Dreadful covers for Titan Comics. I mm-hmm. uh, have not read those. I have but... a couple from like free comic book boxes, but I've never read them. And did some Lady Baltimore covers that are in yeah, there it, too. I would have got this book if I saw it because I just I love the look of it, the way it's the design and everything, you know. Yeah, just her artwork really, really delivers. Um, as I said, I get the aesthetic of black, but when there's so much black in the actual artwork, mm-hmm. I would have went 
Uh, but I mean, what do I know? Like, she's the artist. I'm just some moron who looks yeah. at pictures. I think it looks awesome in the black. But yeah, I get that aesthetic of you know you want to be super metal or goth or whatever the. I just, that's what draws me to it is the red and the black, like pages and everything. Yeah, but color. like I said, I have no comments on. I'm enjoying flipping through it, looking at the different chapters, looking at the stuff. I mean, I can't imagine someone with that sort of talent and that readily available aesthetic working in sequentials, but fingers crossed. I mean, I don't know. There are a few artists I do follow that just, they don't do a lot of, it's more just covers and prints and posters Mm -hmm. and those sorts of things. Tattoos. Tattoos, yeah. But I was a big fan, so if you see it out there, whatever, or you just follow her on Twitter, she posts a lot of, or she used to, I don't gonna see right now if she's selling it yet but i guess it just came out for you guys yeah we just because yeah, it was shipping wait a bit internationally too it took a while i think because you know like the intro has a french translation and that sort of stuff so you know they got a i'm pretty sure she's not based stateside but i don't know i mean the wonderful thing about the internet is you get mm-hmm. stuff from all over the place oh yeah i can i'll be able to pre-order it it looks like that's cool but it seemed appropriate, too, for the fall theme, you know, kind of like spooky and all that stuff. I mean, I don't really travel in that sort of stuff, especially when it's so hot in L.A. in September. <laughs> it's hard to really feel like fall is here, even though technically the calendar is changing. But I mean, it's how. been very seasonal lately. Well, I'm sure you're stocking up the firewood. <laughs> for the long winter I'm stocking up on comics well I'm doing. they burn just as well don't they Kevin <laughs> I don't think I want to burn this though I, I, w- I wouldn't say what I got is like a grail comic or anything but it's like one of those things like I always heard about like a, like a watchman or uh a Dark Phoenix saga, or a Mouse, or Whoa. Zenith, or... Whoa, do Phil and I get to guess? Sure, if you want. It's going to be one of those uh, Super Mario Brother comics from Valiant. <laughs> I actually do want all those, like the Game Boy ones and stuff. Yeah, that's, what I, that's yeah, my guess. A I only have a couple comic. of those. Phil, you got any guesses for Kevin's? Um, not breath? yet, I need at least one more clue or something. Um, you're on the right path. Like maybe you can give us the company. Uh, Eclipse. Eclipse. Okay. Sort of. What do you mean, sort of? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, he means it's it, really valiant, and he's this, too embarrassed. Thing, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could say this is technically uh, a reprint. Like it's not where it originally comes from, but it was an Eclipse comic. It is. It is an Eclipse comic. The one. The one I'm reading is an Eclipse comic. I'm too high to think that far back, man. It is. It is also, I guess, technically a, a quality comic too. Is that Airboy book, Kevin? No. Maybe like the Heap. Those old Heap reprints. <laughs> no. I old mean, 40s. you could also say that in a way, this is a. Uh, a black hammer or in a way a cobra type of uh deal sort of 
I don't I don't know. You'll have to there, give there's it to a us. certain writer out there that that writes a lot of other people's characters, but then you know, in an interview he also uh you know called it was it was talking about dumpster diving for characters. Can you give us the first letter of the title? Uh it starts with M. Miracle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miracle Man. Good guess, Phil. It is Miracle Man. So this is the rebirth of Miracle Man. I remember when those comics were coming out. Those were hot books. Like, everyone was talking about it. It was edgy I've stuff. One. Miracle Man. Yeah, I, I passed on, like, something. I, I guess they're, like, they're not super expensive, but they're also not, like, dollar bin fodder. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was like, oh, I can pick that up. Like maybe if it goes on sale or something. Needless to say, uh, that opportunity did not uh, did not materialize. Didn't I was Marvel felt, get mater- uh, yeah, Miracle Man. They ended up getting. They didn't the, do much with them though, eh? No, uh, Gaiman and Buckingham mm. did some work, but they didn't really do much. I just remember they were ex- kind of pricey because it was even controversy about the con, not just the content, but like the rights got pretty sticky oh, pretty yeah. quickly and everything and it was just you, a hot you, book and it was edge like you know this is pre-internet so you just heard about stuff kind of word of mouthy not like or wizard magazine i think this is pretty that's wizard the only magazine. way i knew it i think it was wizard yeah i think yeah. this is i think uh these uh those books were out before wizard coming i'm not sure but i'm, I'm willing to yeah buy. yeah but i mean that's that's probably one of the places i would have heard about it like yeah. they would tell mm-hmm. you the like yeah, wizard can be like I don't know. Let's let's do some weird stuff magazines. with pancakes or what. Like they did some real bizarro stuff, but there was also like they would tell you like some legit articles about hey, these are important comics and history like Sandman or or Proteus and the X Men like stuff that I paid attention to and it was actually right. Like these are good comics. <laughs> Yeah, I re- like I said, my buddy uh, was reading them. I wonder if he kept... I don't think he kept any of his... He's gotten back into it, but I don't know that he kept a lot of his books. I just remember he was getting them at the time, and I was a little jelly. But you can only buy so many books, you know. It's we true. didn't have, like, an unlimited budget, so... So I ha- have only the first issue instead of getting uh, a longer run I could have had. Oh, you got the first issue, yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, the run would have been great, but, yeah. you know. Kevin, for Indy, does what I do for Marvel and just gets the first issue of a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I do that, too, a lot. But then I get the trays later on. Yeah. So you want to hear the copyright on this? Because I had to check this out, right? Like, it's like when something's notorious like that, I'm like, I got to check this out. So you break out the magnifying glass here, and it says, uh, Miracle Man Stories Copyright. Alan Moore, Miracle Man artwork, copyright, Michelangelo for pages 1 and 10, and Gary Leach for pages 11 to 31 plus cover. And then it says Miracle Man is copyright, Alan Moore, Gary Leach, Alan Davis, and Dead Skin. So does, that clears it up, right? <laughs> eh, I'm not sure how much any of that stuff was cleared ahead of time or was just, let's just claim it and see what happens but i'm not gonna i know i'm not aware of that's a whole you grew i'm sure books have been written about tracking down all that 
rights to it and everything. Well, I at one point I thought I was never gonna like be able to read any Miracle Man because of the situation. So I remember there was a magazine that came out that was like all these think pieces and everything on Miracle Man and spoiled like the run. So I thought maybe I'll, I'll I could like buy that magazine yeah. and like <laughs> sort of like sort of like buying like those um marvel indexes like you read about the comics and you get summaries rather than read the actual comic well also it's these sort of deconstructed heroes are so old hat but it was not like obviously the proto the prototype superman and batman and stuff had been played with with plenty of stories but this was not like oh just another superhero gone gone crazy you know what i mean like this was one of this was for its time like cool different stuff i just say that because if as you describe some of it people might be like so you know i've read the boys and martial Mm. law and Watchmen and all these other books so uh it does uh this this was coming out what early 80s kevin mid 80s um yeah i think that's that's about right. Like, what does it say here? It's, uh, yeah, 1985. But it's, yeah. but there's also a thing. It says, originally published in Warrior 123 and Marvel Man Special Number 1. And weirdly enough, it says printed in Finland. But print coordination by Quality Communications Limited, London. And it says, not for sale outside North America. So that's that's quite a jumble too. Well, uh, that's how these things end up uh end up with those specific rights and territories and all that. I think now I don't know that that's as prevalent given that everything's out on the internet, you know. Yeah, like I know I know I would always hear like we didn't have like weird I mean we did have Canadian comics like and certain printings. Like back in the day, but that's like, like back World War Two time. <laughs> yeah. Like we, like we generally get the same like American comics. Yeah. But I remember always hearing stories of like in the UK. Oh yeah, there like it was Marvel Mania, and they crammed like an issue of Amazing Spider-Man and an issue of Avengers, and like a lot of countries had these different combination of stuff, either in color or black and white. And then at some point you found out like there was the real deal where the comics were coming from. <laughs> well, tell us about so this. Uh, so so put one, us there. One, one other thing I want to mention was on the inside cover, it has like a back issues type of ad for like ordering. So it's like if you wanted to get I don't know like DNA agents, Ace, uh, Captain Quick, Crossfire, Destroyer, Duck. Like they have all these like back issues you could order mm-hmm. i think steve's talked about it i like dna agents and i think crossfire came out of that yeah but it's funny like some of them on list is sold out like mystery number one sold out <laughs> saber number one sold out hey you can still buy uh books directly i've bought a few i think i've bought some stuff right from the idw website also obviously it shows they always have yeah you know their little thing so i like it when publishers sell their books but yeah the like i guess people would compare this to superman but it is <laughs> i well, mean not this like is where you get regular the whole superman. debate right i'm like it is very much a, 
that Captain Marvel Shazam thing. Yeah, he says his uh, secret word. Yeah, it's it's weird though because like Kid Miracle Man says Miracle Man, a young Miracle Man says Miracle Man, but Miracle Man himself says uh, like a backwards of atomic. So uh, yeah, well, it's not like Shazam was alone in that. There were several kind of say the magic word. Like and who? have a transformation. Well, certainly in the Shazam family. No, I'm putting you on the spot. Like who? Black Adam. Yeah, no, not in the Shazam family. Other people. Oh, weren't there other ones that say all that stuff? I, I, I don't think. I don't. Ting uh, ring, do your thing is an example. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think it's like it's a. Uh, a classic gimmick, but also like a decent gimmick. Like it's, it doesn't yeah, yeah. sound any more ridiculous than anything else, really. Yeah, a blue beetle, Kaji Daha was what he would say. Really, Phil, and use the internet. Oh, <laughs> I thought you're pulling out some like Didco comics now. No, that's a lot. No, I have. Uh, I think I've discussed some of those uh, Charlton. Ditko comics. Uh, I have yet to warm up to them. I try them every decade or so, and they they have yet to really grab me in the same way that I feel some of either his... Well, because he worked there before and after Marvel. And then back to Marvel again, obviously. <laughs> so they have this broken down into several parts. I imagine that's where they are broken down in the original like warrior issues. That warrior must have been crazy. Like if you if you were in that from jump, like the first issue, like you have like Miracle Man, like all these British like superstars. You have V from Vendetta in that issue. Like I'm just like I can't imagine. That's like another twenty thousand AD happening there. Yeah, I think I want to say wasn't like Laser Eraser and Press Button was the one I remember because Eclipse had the rights to that one too. That was another crazy kind of sci-fi one. And I just remember the name. You know, because Laser Eraser and Press Button. And he was like (laughs) a cyborg that had a big button on him. It sounds like Insector or Inspector or something. Yeah. Well, there was a kind of just a anything goes. And I also think, given the short page counts, they favored very compressed, just wild and crazy stuff happening mm. the first part of this is like uh a g wally willikers uh type of old like 1956 uh story or like some some um evil like science uh <laughs> science nazis type of thing come from the future and they're like oh yeah we're gonna we're going to conquer the past and everything. Do you remember that, that Andrew, when uh, people would, would from the future would, would show up and uh, force you to believe in science and everything, and you would you would rebel against it? Time travel always does my head in. I just accept whatever it is. I can't figure it out. People are always like, that's a contradiction of this and that, and how do you be? And I'm like, man, whatever they say. The thing is Blackbeard. Superman can fly around the Earth and make the time go backwards. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. I'm like, so they're going to use these guys' time travel machines to, like, stop these invaders from, like, 1981? 
no, no, they'll just because I originally I thought maybe that's part of the story, right? They go there, they stop the time travel dudes, they get stuck in 1981, which is close to our time period, and that's where the Miracle Man story would pick up. Nothing like that. That's just me, my brain spitballing like other stories, obviously. <laughs> like this, it's it's as simple as uh, you just use your atomic speed and you can just try and time travel to the future. Like you have that power, you're Miracle Man. So then you get the, you defeat the baddies, and then it sort of does this weird like zooming in on, uh, on his eyeball, and then you're you're in. Uh, I guess what passes for modern day, right? But there was so much like in here. There's a like a lot of you know a lot of dialogue and a a lot of, or I should say the 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 classic stuff is all like dialogue. It's not heavy like captioned. But once you get to the modern day stuff, of course you get all the captions because you know more like to put in his descriptions and his captions about all this stuff. Yeah, man, I like caption. I like thought bubbles too. You're going to make fun yeah. of me for it? So that, like, that eight panels with not much uh, text, it, like, really sticks out in between the two uh, text-heavy things. This is pretty neat. A decent uh, transition. So our our title character here, uh, Miracle Man, uh, he's forgotten who he was. So he's, like, having bad dreams and stuff like that. And he's, like, uh, a reporter, so he goes down to, like, th- this place that seems very, uh, very 80s-ish with, like, radiation and uh, nuclear power plants. And someone's trying to steal the plutonium, and they're going to sell it off to, like, uh, terrorist organizations around the world. And this kid has a sign that's just just out-absorbing some radiation. Seems pretty catchy. Well, you know, we were all worried about nuclear war and the ozone layer and acid rain. Yeah, acid rain, no one really talks about that anymore. I mean, I guess we did something, actually. I believe it was some sort of, like, a carbon tax, but for whatever the thing was that the chemical in the factories that was binding with the rain. I guess I'm just surprised sometimes. I'm like, what? We actually solved something? You know, people actually came together, together and solved something? Yeah, it does seem weird, because at the time, <laughs> it felt like that was going to be the, the you know, it was really bad stuff. I mean, I'm not yeah. downplaying it. You could see what it was doing. So, yeah, the, this uh, this whole scene with the with the baddies here, and then he's there on the scene. Like, he was supposed to be there as a, as a reporter, but... It always helps if something's going down and you just happen to be there reporting on the thing. So they're like gonna gonna gather all the journalists together and everything and show to the world what they're doing. And uh, through a sequence of events, it sort of like triggers his like latent memory of uh, being Miracle Man. And it's like after 18 years, a uh, Miracle Man is back on this pretty dramatic, uh, almost splash page. So he pretty much toasts the baddies and gets rid of them. Uh, the one, one thing I forgot to mention about the about the 1956 thing too, it's it's kind of funny how they're fighting the bad guys and he's like, "I just shattered that guy's jaw," and I'm just like, "Wow." Um, I know it's like 56, but 
<laughs> like it just seemed like that's that's kind of golden agey. <laughs> like like golden age or now, like you usually hear about horrific things happening, but usually there's that period in the middle where things are pretty pretty calm. <laughs> So then it's like a, it, about him like discovering um, his past and returning to his wife, trying to convince his wife that, hey, I'm I might be Miracle Man, but I'm still your husband and everything. And then she's just laughing at all his stuff when he's describing how he got his powers and everything. Like this, like this guy, this dude came to me, and then I had to say the words backwards and everything. And she's like, this is absolutely ridiculous. So it goes into some of the, some of their, um, some of their villains, like one of them is called uh, Young Nasty Man. I'm like, it seems kind of strange. I mean, m- I guess the X Men did have the the Mister Sinister group, the Nasty Boys. Hey, it was the time of Rude Dog and the Dweebs, Kevin. <laughs> it's just fun. like some of the. I'm like, are these the classic villains? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I assume some of these guys showed up before. Like, you have some of the, like, underwater, um, underground-dwelling dudes, and then you have, like, the mad scientist and, like, the like the dinosaur, the firebug. And then they go into um, how he lost his memory. Or, like, there's this giant crazy ship that shows up, almost kills everyone. And then, you know... He's lost until he recovers his memory. And I guess one of the maybe the miracle one of the maybe one of the miracle kids had had died. But one of the other ones is uh still around. Who turns out to be the baddie. This is kinda interesting. And there there's uh mild nudity, like never like just sort of from behind or in, in silhouette. But nothing like super explicit. But pretty interesting, this whole thing. And they have, a, like, a hi- little historical thing in the back, too. Like, uh, some of the old covers and strips and drawings and everything. I like that stuff. Especially because I'm sure trying to get back issues of British comics back then would have <laughs> yeah. been not the easiest get in the world. And I, and I, I, I got a laugh out it says Rebirth on the cover. I'm like, oh, it's one of those Rebirth titles, Andrew. <laughs> I guess uh, Marvel never reprinted any of that, or they couldn't get the rights? I think I they reprinted it, but didn't they recolor all the issues? They did something, because I remember Alan Moore's name is off of some of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't they refer to him as, like, the original The writer, creator? yeah, or something. The writer, yeah. or some goofy business like that. I don't blame him. Like, who wants... You know? If yeah. you don't want to deal with them, you wrote that stuff a long time ago. Like, I I don't blame anybody who doesn't want to deal with the companies. Yeah, so the stuff in the, the front is pretty colorful, and then you get to the modern portion, and it's, like, much grittier, darker. I mean, his wife is still wearing, like, some kind of pink, like, pajamas or whatever at some point, but still, comparatively, I would say, like, the other stuff is... Way brighter. Sounds like there's also yeah, a lot in the, that issue too. Like it's cool to have a full issue. Like a lot happens, you know. 
Well, yeah, I was reading it, and I'm like, is this 24 pages? But it, it's actually 31 pages, but, like, it's broken down. They have that, like, book one, chapter three type of uh, breakdown. Hey, it's a lot of, for what was it, a dollar twenty-five, dollar ninety-five. Well, I suppose about task, Andrew, can you guess the cover price? I'm going to guess one ninety-five. Um, there's the the price, the UK price, and then the Canadian price. He's, no, I have he's no going... idea what the Canadian price is. The Canadian price is one dollar. Whoa! Oh, so it's cheap. Yeah. yeah. So what's the American price? I assume it's the seventy-five cents. Whoa, that is a good deal. Here uh-huh. I thought because I know some of those uh, indie books back in the day were actually a little bit pricier than the Marvel yeah. and DC. Because mm-hmm. you know they didn't have. But the they big print they ones. had. Well, they had nicer paper, though, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Or uh, yeah. certainly different, and sometimes more. And you know they got to pay. They were also paying their creators you oftentimes better wages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say the, the, the paper is anything out of the ordinary, like pretty standard. Like the cover is obviously a slicker, heavier stock, and then just a regular newsprint inside. Well, 75 cents is basically, I think, what yeah. it wasn't a yeah. com- that, that basically a big two comic in 85. Maybe they were 60 cents, so they're pretty close. Yeah. And then there's an ad for Zot on the back. Eh, never heard of it. <laughs> so, yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty exciting. Um, I hope to read more at, at some point. But, like, I remember, like, when, when they were re-releasing some of that stuff, I'm like, I'll just wait for an omnibus or whatever. And then they're like, oh, Neil Gaiman is in, you know, Buckingham. They're going to come back and do some more stories. And we got, like, what, a few somethings? And then, like, what was that, Marvel 1000? There was, like, what, two panels or something? <laughs> Oh, was he in that? I didn't notice. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, the journey continues, I guess. I, I'll, I'll see if uh, how far I can get. Because I, I, I think I have, or I've seen some of the, the recoloring. Because it wasn't there. Didn't they show the recoloring somewhere? I, I did, think it I looks never, a lot different than this. Yeah, well, anything old, they just automatically recolor it, which is well. Kind of I shouldn't annoying. say recoloring. It's not even recoloring. It's 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 not even like you know the masterworks. They just put the flat color on everything. But it's still redone. Yeah, but I but this was like the Simons and Thor omnibus. Like they put the those those like 3d digital effects and like the like the color molding around the figure and all that i think they added to it too because if they're going to reprint it they're like well we got to put like all the extra like shine off the metal and all that on yeah i don't i'm uh i don't know it's why i've been buying some of the older floppies a little bit for some of this stuff I mean, look, I'm going to have to give up the ghost at some point. I can't keep paper and everything, but once in a while. So what else we got? Well, I think you talked about it. I, don't, I'm not, I haven't read it yet, but I did pick up your boy Jeff Lemire's Maze book, Kevin. Oh, interesting. 
Didn't did you talk about that one or no? No, I think that just came out. Yeah, it's pretty recent. That's why I haven't yeah. read it. But I was like, oh, I better get that. I think Kevin's gonna. Uh, I I, I had that weird. Like, oh sure, I wasted six dollars on something I thought you were gonna buy. Yeah, I know that 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 probably turned me off too. Like I think I went back and forth, and then I saw the six dollars, and I was just like, ah, six dollars. And I'm like, there's probably need the extra price for the extra pages so you can do the wordless, like, creative drawing of some maze or something. And I was just like, I I always have that moment where I pretend I don't like Jeff Lemire. (laughs) (laughs) Where I'm like, I don't know if I want to read another one of his books. And then someone will tell me about something and I'll be like, okay, that sounds good. Sort of like Black Hammer, I was like, I don't want to read superheroes. That's Essex County. I'm like, that doesn't sound good. And then you find out what it's actually about. And then you're like, okay. Wait, I thought you had to buy Essex County because of its content. What sort of Canadian are you? I mean, Gideon Falls wasn't wasn't super great, even though I hear people like it. They're just confusing it with Gravity Falls, Kevin. (laughs) Maybe so. Maybe so. They solve mysteries in that, right? I've I've never seen the show. I just know it's kind of... I think it was like the... I have seen Phineas and Ferb, and I wondered if it was sort of like kind of the next show in that series of that age group. Uh, that I, I, stuff, assumed, but... I assumed it was more like, um, like Johnny Quest meets Steven Universe or meets the X-Files. How's that for a Hollywood pitch? You know, I've never watched Steven Universe. Really? Yeah, should I? Have you watched it? I think it's pretty good. Chuck Austin is involved, but not like the Chuck Austin you 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 think you know. Like I I I enjoy it whenever I catch an episode. Oh, maybe I'll try it out. I've never Yeah, I've always I mean it's it's very um not gentle, like or be kind. It's it's like one of those. It's a kids show. Yeah, but it it, it has a certain feeling, fluffiness or something to it. it. It's not like it's not like like a grim and gritty feeling. It's more of a like a happy, happy like a kids show feeling. There's I still watch watching a kids show. I watch some of that. I watch the Infinity Train. I only think I got one more season left of that. I mean, there's so much animation now, you can't watch a lot of it, but some of it penetrates my dim radar, and I thought that was good. I mean, the nice thing is with these shows being like 15 minutes or whatever, you really can gobble through a bunch of them pretty quickly, if you like yeah. it. And if you don't, well, you spend a 45 minutes watching three or four episodes, and you got a good sample of it, and you can move on. I'm glad Star Trek Lower Decks is half hour, though. Well, That's good stuff. I'm not big on cartoons, but after Kevin recommended the Star Trek, I did buy that on DVD, and I did enjoy that. What, oh, what I've good. seen so far. I've seen about a few episodes. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Very, very interesting. I assume you're talking about the Lower Deck show and not the yeah. Star Trek cartoon from the 70s or whatever. Whenever <laughs> no. That came no, but we're uh, Michelle... My partner, she's a big Trekkie fan, so we follow all the new shows and everything. 
So, but uh, lower deck, I was kind of on the fence of till Kevin spoke good words about it. Yeah, I mean, there's certain things that that people have to get used to. Like sometimes they're yelling and they talk really fast. But I mean, I think there's a lot of a lot of love for Star Trek in it. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, maybe I'll try. I I just I only watched some of the old Star Trek. I never got into the new stuff. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I watched the first four or five movies and then quit on them too so i love the new uh picard show that one's awesome that was, that was mostly good i would say oh i had so much fun with that one i can't wait for the next one i mean there's a certain charm to the original star trek animated but you gotta be kind of like in the zone to to watch that uh and I notice uh, IDW had a new Star Trek Mirror uh, verse comic. It looks like they're gonna have a big. Uh, That's right. Story. So I'm, I haven't read it, but I'm excited to read it. I think they had a zero issue so far. Uh, that might I don't be know right. what's come out, but I've, I've, out. I heard that. Yeah, because I go yeah. check IDW. That's one of the few publishers I actually look at their website to see what's coming mm-hmm. out. So when that comes out in trade, I'll probably pick it up. I can't believe they've lowered me to actually checking their website to see what books are out, Kevin. <laughs> I've been broken. I used to just go to the store and buy comics. Now I have homework before I go buy comics. Well, it, it's like most comic news websites don't even post the solicits for like every company anymore. So I'm like, you're you're going to the publisher's website or then like previews. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> Plus, I got to figure out the reading order for all these Spawn comics I'm getting. There's a reading. It, does he actually like? He should put like you know the X Men books. Yeah. So they have that, that <laughs> not reading order, but suggested reading order. reading order. Yeah, I mean, I need that. Like, when do I read the regular Spawn monthly? Uh, well, <laughs> I think you can just read it in any order by the looks of it so far. Because I don't think the monthly is really crossing over into the other titles or anything right now. Well, I have them. I haven't read them, but this last one looks like it's got Medieval Spawn in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a big Medieval Spawn issue for sure, yeah. You know, I've got a... And I remember when I was reading it, I I was like, oh, Andrew's going to be disappointed because she Spawn doesn't put on her costume. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how long Andy's uh, 2021 year of Spawn is going. Well, I'm already off. Like, I'm, I've just been getting it still because you're getting it. <laughs> the second you're off, I'm off. So I, I feel like I'm obliged to get it to YouTube stuff anyway. But like I say, because I jump in and out of Spawn. Like, I'm here. Like, I never stay for a long time, really. So is this maze any good? Should I... Uh... Stop the presses? I have not. I just flipped. It is a big book. I will say that. Okay. But I feel like Lemire deserves like a proper sit down and read. Like some of this stuff you can kind of just kind of breezily kind of go through. But I feel like Lemire, when it's his own stuff, he tends to, I mean, not all of it. Certainly Essex County, you could put on a speed roll. Yeah. Some of this stuff, there's a lot going on. I mean, not Matt Kent level, but, you know, mm. there is stuff there, and I wanted to make sure I gave it its proper due. 
I just wanted to mention it because I thought you had talked about it, but I guess you hadn't. No, what would I have talked about that would have triggered your, uh, I mean, I mean, we've talked about a lot, but then he puts it out so much too. Like That's it too. And also, you know, it's Dark Horse, it's Jeff Lemire. Yeah. I'm sure there's some fucking Black Hammer thing in there somewhere. <laughs> Doesn't he have another book out too of like teenage superheroes or something? Oh, the, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, un, it's like the unbelievable, no unfathomable teens something like that yeah yeah that one caught my eye a bit yeah because it, it was like um is it a doom patrol riff x-men riff i think so yeah i think yeah some, something yeah. like that teen superheroes anyways yeah yeah i think there's two issues i think the second issue just came out yeah yeah but i'm not allowed to talk about that on here so um and I Maybe did... Super Steve shows up and he adds it to the roll call and says, I'm the oh, guest. Is it a Black Hammer book? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, of course it is. Mm. Oh, I don't try to trick Andrew with that anymore. <laughs> well, I did, uh, if we're dark horsing it, I did get the second Gru Tarzan book. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I haven't been able to find... I guess the trade is not readily available for Gru Conan. Like, it's not one of those that's everywhere. I guess it was a limited print run or seems to be one of those weird trades that's more worth more than the cover, which is always irritating. Yeah. You're like, why don't they just Cause, print more? Because it's like, not even that old, right? Like, no, it's, and it's not... I mean, is it that much of a collector's item, I guess? I guess if it's a limited run, didn't they do that with some... Conan's when they first got it too. Yeah, I don't know. I know that some trades end up being more valuable. Weirdly, they have some hot collectability item, and I get that's probably yeah. not worth them reprinting the trade. But I do feel like really the trade is what's the collectible thing now. I mean, have you seen some of those like trades from the eighties? Like they, some of them like weren't like reproduced well but still they're like the first edition of oh i love 80 trades so yeah because there's like 12 printings and like the first printing now is like the one i got one uh not too long ago normal man and that's from the 80s that trade and it collects all the normal man stuff by uh i can't do you guys know that comic yeah 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 who's the guy that work works on it that I jim valentino is it Jim Valentino? I, I want to say Jim Valentino. I think it's him. Yes. Yeah. I, I haven't been ready right. yet. Um, well, I also know like those DC, those little um, Kirby ones, those omnibus, the kind of nice ones on the nice paper. Like mm-hmm. I have a bunch of them, but I guess some of those ones are valuable or at least you can't buy them for well, some of it's that weird aftermarket out of print thing. Yes, and I'm so, like, so it's sometimes before it comes back into print, someone's like, "Hey, I'll throw this up, see if anyone pays the price." Because I have some of them, and you know, at the time, I don't, wasn't religious about running them down, and now they want like an extra little bit for them, double price, or I mean, yeah. not like a million, but you're just so irritated because you're like, eh. These things are reprints of reprints, and I'm... Yeah. 
You want that I mean, if, extra. If, if they were in like four I small volumes, then they... you promised at the start of this episode you were not going to be negative. That... Oh, that's right. <laughs> Turn it around, boys. I'm glad those comics are very expensive. <laughs> I'm glad don't, people don't go... can make money off of those don't go like, pre-ordering them. I'm glad people with money can make more money. That's what <laughs> exactly. Andrew is saying. Don't go into a rant about how you paid 12 bucks for a G.I. Joe issue again. <laughs> I'm really, uh, yes, it's a good thing that everything is so expensive. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if that works out. All right. Well, does anyone have anything else before I put a pin in this thing? Uh, I, I have an Atomic Robo comic. Okay. But I like to keep these things tight. We're, oh, we're over an hour. I, I, was, I was feeling the Robo, like... Yeah, and I was thinking, and this is the last time an issue came out. I mean, I know that he has. There's the whole website and everything, obviously. But the last time an issue, a series came out was like 2018, and I'm like, geez, like it would be nice to uh, have some more physical Robo. I mean, I should I like have bought the, more physical I like Robo. The, uh, uh, I like, like the Dark Horse Robocop stuff. Like the older so, stuff. So this is your your regular uh, team of uh, Clevenger, uh, Wagner, Murphy, Powell. At least two of those are regular anyways. And then it says, the, the world's greatest science adventure magazine. I can't really argue with that. I mean, if it's a Fantastic Four gets to use something, I mean, I mean why not Atomic Robo? Oh, Atomic Robo. I thought you said Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, awesome, he's going to talk about some RoboCop comics. No, oh. no Frank Miller RoboCop comics here. I also like Atomic Robo, though. <laughs> I mean, did it, what if Atomic Robo met RoboCop? This is like the other thing I was talking about today, where I'm like, what if Doctor Who met Superman? But anyhow, that that's a tangent. For some reason, it reminds me of like... Um, like Astro Boy, where they they have this like, he's like split off on the cover, and it's like showing his innards. He looks like a nuclear reactor, like um, like a computer, some gears, some computer parts. But I guess this this is it says dawn of a new era. So um, like you you they always say you can read these in any order, and I'm definitely not reading. Like I'm reading this one out of order compared to some of the other stuff I've read. And I would say that's the case, but some stuff has obviously went on. Because they're like, yeah, I remember that time you almost died in that mine or underground and all this stuff. And I'm like, that was probably a series. Like, there's definitely probably something. And then, like, their um, little headquarters here, their institute, where they they have all these, like, new uh, new members that they're training. Because I think this is a pretty modern day. Like, it's not, like, of him in, like, 1960 and with the action scientists and trying to fight. What's the threat in 1960 you'd be fighting? I don't know. Communist. Atomic Robo is not trying to stop the Cuban Missile Crisis or something. So, like, this this was a nice uh, a nice check-in, I, I would say. No, I, like this... I always have a fondness for the book. I just... Like, I just forgot it was still going. I mean, I know they have the Kickstarters and stuff. I just kind of, 
I don't know. I don't see it as much now that they're not with Red Five. Or that well, the, the IDW is is too big yeah. of a publisher for you. I don't know. For some reason, I don't uh, see them. I saw a few of their series on there, but I haven't seen them in a while on IDW. And if you if you're Jones and for some Atomic Robo, uh, check out their website. Oh please, I have too many digital nonsense as it is, Kevin. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. I mean, I thought you might want to throw a, a web comic in there every so often. Maybe, but let's not go crazy. <laughs> Don't need to add to the 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 invisible digital uh, pile of uh, of comics. Well, we'll soon be broken links in six months now. <laughs> broken links. <laughs> it's it's funny that I know this isn't part of the story. But uh, they do have an ad back here. It says, visit thehiveworks.com for an avalanche of free comics to read. And I kind of wondered, is is that website still active? What's at that website? Not yeah, it's weird. Those, that's a, I don't like any of that stuff, you know, who's going to pay to keep it up. But um, I think I'm going to end this on a cliffhanger, Kevin. It is you really are. hot. Yes. Well, so, there was a volcano. And they go inside there, uh, and some stuff happens, People and you can almost ram a truck through it. There's some lava tubes, and uh, Atomic Robe is going to put a box uh, that's that's all about philosophy and everything into a machine. Perfect. Well, maybe Kevin will give us more in-depth. I just need to wrap this up. We're well over an hour. and uh, He's putting a pin in these winter I'm, I'm balls. Put- putting a pin in these i'm keeping us strict i mean once in a while we can go over but i start letting fall get out of hand we're gonna have oh, two hour long balls. episodes that's right that's balls out balls out ball balls. Well, wait till old man winter rolls into here <laughs> well if we have super steve or something maybe i'll let it go too but... is he old man winter is that what you're trying to say no i'm just saying he's a special guest so the rules okay. don't apply to him but it is 900 degrees and i need to open a window in here before i pass out <laughs> But uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Kevin, do you want to say anything? Uh, you can do it, Alberta. I mean, I mean, Drock, uh, Mediterranean, free state, needs that vaccine. Well, does Alberta need it? <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that'll still be relevant by the time uh, this episode is published. All right. Thanks, everybody. Sorry for the rushed ending. But Andy needs to open a window before he passes out. Talk to you later.
don't give a shit about celebrity But motherfuckers, did you happen to see who's here? Me, the bottom feeder at the top of the food chain Fun from the back of the line on some dude name After car parts that is fast as a spark Hitting gas starts a fire, gets wired from barbs That cut like a jalapeno popper fart Burning up an asshole that once ripped apart Punched hard, but it ain't like I ever cared if I went too far As did just left scars from what clowns bent out of sheep Then the surface of late ever had so though Shadow in the dark, so doesn't know it's going remark that I made her laugh on the inside, but I can hear it later with my dick. As her other cunt gets screwed in the process, I got to get hot chicks nude. The payback is coming full circles if it's those turning on those turning on those bitches. The payback is coming full circles if it's those turning on those turning on those bitches. Balls out, my life is a slide. This dick don't hit the bottom, but I put the sides up. Balls out, my life is a slide. This dick don't Pulling is the flow, it's just wicked sick. So hoes are those that pounce, bounce slow on the dick. Pulling is the flow, it's just wicked sick. So hoes are those that pounce, bounce slow on the dick. Thanks to you bitches, I got more screams than David Arquette's resume. What that means is my job involves getting mobbed like John Gotti, dressed to kill like I'm Gianni Versace. But I gotta be so when I give lips back for more in a hump like that back kid that had set up for every gym class due to his asthma that wore one correctional shoe. I spotted at the smorgasbord sprinting for seconds That I reckon ain't as sloppy as the leftovers Getting meat clocked by Glock Hawks piss My just with his missus Got her panties in a bunch Just like his is that My face between her legs Because that could be What convinced us to get in hard I'm a pussy But if that were my name I would have autographed her breast With motherfucking dollar signs instead of S's The payback is coming full circles if it's Those turning on those turning on those bitches The payback is coming full circles if it's Those turning on those turning on those bitches Balls out, my life is a slide This dick don't hit the bottom, but I put the sides up Balls out, my life is a slide This dick don't hit the bottom, but I put the sides up Balls out, my life is a slide This dick don't hit the bottom, but I put the sides up Balls out, my life is a slide This dick don't hit the bottom, but I put the sides up Balls out, my life is a slide This dick don't hit the bottom, but I put the sides up Balls out, my life is a slide This dick don't hit the bottom, but I put the sides up